Join me, Christine Weinbrenner Eirich, for soulful conversations with my community of travelers, exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. We might all agree that we are missing travel right now. These conversations highlight what tourism really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. In each episode, you'll hear the story of industry professionals and seasoned travelers who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. This is the soul of travel. Jennifer Spatz is the founder and CEO of Seattle-area-based Global Family Travels, where she develops community-based adventures. Learn, serve, and immerse. This isn't just a catchy tagline. In our conversation, we break down what these pillars represent in her business and how they add value for the traveler and the destination. We also explore the differences between voluntourism and community-based tourism, when it comes to creating impact in local communities when we travel. We also explore how we can add more meaning to our backyard travel experiences. Jennifer and her team have created amazing experiences in the Seattle area in partnership with area nonprofits that address local social issues and support local communities and businesses. Join me now for my soulful conversation with Jennifer Spatz. Good morning. Welcome to Soul of Travel. I'm so excited today to be bringing my guest to the show um, from Seattle, which is my happy place, and I'm always good to energetically connect. Um, Jennifer Spatz is the um, founder of Global Family Travels and the CEO, and so we are talking a little bit about Uh, family travel, which is exciting for me because I have three young girls, and then also community-based tourism and sustainable tourism. So Jennifer, I'm going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself and just give us a little background around global family travels, and then we'll go from there. Well, thank you, Christine. I'm happy to be here too. And um, we, uh, so global family travels is actually just turned 10 years old this year. And um, I um, actually founded it when I I founded the company, I called it Parvati Family Travel. And Parvati is a a Hindu goddess of the Himalayas and she represents positive change, marriage and uh, household. So I, uh, when I founded it, I was like, that's a really great name for a travel company. And then of course, branding that was a little difficult. Uh, So I change the name to Global Family Travels and still keep uh, the, the goddess uh, we're working behind in the scenes. Um, so um, yeah, that's a little bit about uh, Global Family Travels. And I guess, do you want me to chat a little bit about what, what we do or you want to dive into that? Sure, you can, yeah. you can explain what you do. Yeah, so uh, we uh, basically align our trips and uh, day tours around three pillars of learn, serve, and immerse when you travel. So each trip we create is in partnership with a community-based partner, um, which basically is either a nonprofit or some community leaders in the community. I love the uh, pillars of your business, and you have learn, serve, and immerse. And I love, I also have three, it's connect, explore, and transform. So that really resonates um, just how that feels. And I know that it's not a catchy tagline. It really is the foundation of your business. Can you explain a little bit about learn, serve, and immerse? Yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, those three travel pillars we we use to uh, when we when we kind of curate trips, uh, look at how we. Obviously, when you travel, you learn. You learn about yourself. You learn about the destination. You learn about the history and the culture. And so there's so much learning happening. Uh, so that is an important travel pillar in and of itself. And then the uh, the actually service piece really happens because of our connection to the immersion piece, uh, which is through community-based tourism. 
and we partner with a lot of nonprofit organizations, both globally and and locally. Um, and those like Seattle is a, has a lot of philanthropic organizations, so we're really blessed to work with some amazing organizations that support, you know, access to clean water, uh, girls' education, quality education in remote villages. So we align a lot of our trips around those those types of learnings and the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. There are 17 goals. The ultimate goal is to alleviate poverty. Um, but there's a lot of digging into I mean, so many uh, so many of those goals. So um, so a lot of the service piece, it's not really volunteerism. I don't like that term volunteerism. It's really authentic community engagement, where those nonprofit partners of the community leaders really dictate um, what their their needs are and share that with with. Um, you know, as a tour operator, what they, they need and what would make the most sense for both the host community members and the travelers to uh, engage together and have some, some fun learning. So that's kind of how we've uh, created a lot of our trips. Great. Um, I love, again, this was kind of when we connected, which we connected through the Transformational Travel Council. And when I learned about your business. First, I was excited because I said, you know, the family travel was something that brought me to it. And then I realized your business platform and these pillars, and they're so aligned with how I see travel can be a force for good in the world. And I also connect with artists and groups and nonprofit organizations and tie my trips to that because like you said, it, it creates the opportunity for this authentic connection and it is it is service and it isn't service and I, I think that's a really um, a really nice place for us to have a moment of conversation because when I first started in travel I was really intrigued by volunteerism and volunteer tourism and it, it seemed like my best answer because I had always had this philanthropic drive I loved to travel and I, I wanted to jump on that bandwagon. And then the more I researched and understood that it can be good and it can be less good. And I think that's really confusing sometimes for people when they hear about it or they want to get intentional and mindful about how they're traveling. It does seem like an easy answer. And I don't know if there's a real easy way to explain, but but just understanding, I guess, who you're traveling with, how they're connected to the community and how that impact ripples out is what is really important. So I don't know if you could share a little bit about that point. Um, yeah, so really great uh, conversation piece. I, I love talking about this because I um, really um, you know, believe in shaping global citizens when you do travel on the one hand and you know, kind of learning um, the needs of the community and, and actually in your own community as well. Um, and so we're able to do that authentically, but I like, I'll give you an example and that might kind of answer your question. So one of the first trips we ever did was um, we, we support a school in the Himalayas called Siddhartha School and it's in, in Ladakh, India. This is a, uh, in the background, my happy place too. <laughs> and um, so we um, we actually brought travelers over, but we we had um, a little village cleanup where we um, we brought uh, used digital cameras and we donated the the cameras to the kids, but we we or the school, but we taught the children how to use use the cameras as we did the village cleanup. So it was really a, a fun and engaging project. But this little um, village, which is a trekking village, you know, had a lot of trekkers. You know, there were no waste bins, so people threw their water bottles and you know chips. Bag, bags of chips and things like that were in the running stream. So we actually filled up 30 uh, garbage bags, really big garbage bags with the school children. And then as we were going along, took photos of the, of the garbage and the waste. And it just was um, very impactful. I mean, for, for, for both the school children and uh, the visitors and, you know, recognizing there was really no place to put this waste. Um, and so we, we buried it in the school ground. Um, but the older kids um, decided that you know, we talked about what what can we do to <laughs> fix this problem. What is some and so um, 
the older school children decided to develop a zero waste uh, trash policy and to present it to the elders, but they ended up putting up signs around the village, um, zero waste. And, uh, and it was actually, I go back to this village every year and now there are little waste bins at the shops and it's, it's pristine and it was just like the most impactful thing. So that's an example of, um, you know, you know, don't leave any footprints, but just, I mean, that was a lesson for, for me as well, just the, um, a, a little village like that. And, um, so that, that's the type of thing that, um, you know, we, we create, and it's, it, that wasn't a, a volunteerism thing. It was just a really lovely community engagement <laughs> around something that's so important and keeping the, the water and the environment clean. Um, so that's kind of, I believe, you know, being a, a, a a steward of, of a destination no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. I love that and I like how um, how easily it shows the that that emotional response that we have to help which is pick up the garbage. That seems like the easiest answer, right? Of course we can do that. We can have people help pick up the garbage. And if you look at it on a bigger picture, then what we do with the gar what do we do with the garbage? Like we had our emotional response, we jumped in and helped, but we didn't think it all the way through the action plan and what else can we do? And then how do we bring the community into solving the problem? Because they're the ones that live there and they're the ones that likely have the answers. So I think that's such a beautiful example. Um, I do think most volunteerism and philanthropic travel or however you want to look at that uh, is all coming from the right place. It's all coming from heart and it's all coming from being impacted by engagement with communities that we want to support because of what we experienced there. But then really thinking about what problem are you solving? Are you inadvertently creating a new problem that you don't understand because you're walking away, you know, and not living in there in that space. So I think um, that's really helpful. And I, I think that will give people a little bit of a perspective who are listening, who um, might hear that because I, I often hear this in conversation like, oh, volunteerism, you probably shouldn't do that. It's not what you think, but there's never a follow-up conversation as to why and what could you do instead and yeah. so um I, I just think that was really that's really helpful so yeah i mean you don't want to be disruptive as a traveler for sure and that kind of you know in empowering experiences you know for both the locals and the travelers and um it's a it's a it's a great a great thing to see that community you know really um and the and the younger younger people in the community take action like that mm -hmm. Um, and I know that two of the other things that we really want to touch upon are sustainable travel and community-based tourism. And I think they both link really well to that example. So when you're looking at community-based tourism, one, for people who are listening, who are either travelers or new in the industry and are trying to understand, this is a term that I think everybody defines a little bit differently. Um, but what does community-based tourism look like for you at Global Family Travels and how do you implement that in your business? Yeah, so I mean, I, I use that example, but I, I we, we just make sure that every experience, you know, whatever we're, we want to keep our money in the community and to, you know, the small, some of the smaller player shops, businesses, um, you know, highlighting what some locals are doing and, and, and really, um, you know, visiting, um, like, for example, um, the village chief and having, you know, like in Zimbabwe or whatever, having him kind of, you know, show his home and what he does for his community as a leader. Um, those are the types of things that we, we, we like to you know, create, you know, those and have those experiences. Um, so um, community-based tourism fits under the umbrella of sustainable tourism, for sure. Um, I actually have been really into creating experiences around regenerative tourism, which is really taking it one step further. And there's a lot of literature around this. Um, Anna Pollock is one of my favorite um, kind of writers about this, but uh, a lot of other people are awakening to regenerative tourism. And it's really, um, you know, really what the idea of tourism, you're, you're selling a destination, you're, you're uh, selling an experience for people to go see the natural beauty and then look at the, the cultural heritage. And so I, you know, that selling that piece to me is like, it's really, you want to create some authentic experiences 
and um, take it one step further and look at what are those community challenges? Um, how can I, as a traveler, you know, help alleviate some of them? And certainly travel, travel has done a lot of damage to our planet. I recognize that and it's a struggle um, to be a citizen of this world right now and look at um, all of the environmental issues that we have. Um, certainly our air quality is much cleaner now <laughs> because of the pandemic on the one hand, but on the other hand, um, there's, there are so many disparities and um, divides in our world that I think it's so important to foster unity and really kind of look at how tourism can be used as a way to really open hearts and minds and, and just, we're all people. We all want the same thing for our children and our world. So um, it's that simple. And um, I, I, the idea of going on a tour, it's to me, it's more like, let's, let's journey together. Let's have an encounter. Let's really do something meaningful um, and, and learn from each other. I love that. I, I have been really feeling in my heart that when people begin to travel again, that they're going to be seeking these, these really meaningful travel experiences because we have seen the impact of travel. And in order to offset that, it seems like we should be expecting more out of, of it. It shouldn't be frivolous and it shouldn't be this like offhanded experience. It, it should really be with a purpose and whether that purpose is um, cultural engagement or cultural preservation, um, uh, you know, being a steward of the environment somewhere else. I, I just think there's so much opportunity to focus on that. And I've also been reading a lot about regenerative tourism and why that's important because I've always focused on sustainable tourism. That's just where I started out in this industry and it never left me. I've always felt that was important, but I, I, I love this idea of taking it one level further. So we can have this intention, but um, we really need this action to kind of come full circle. And so I, I love that this is, again, something else that's emerging out of this space and time. And I think a lot of us who are in the travel industry, and I think you and I talked about this when we met earlier, but we're in this industry because we love showing the world to other people and the beauty and the magic of these corners that we've been able to explore. And we know that's transformative. It creates that connection between humans. It allows us to see one another and honor each other's lives and where we are. And when we, when we come at it from that mindset and as we've had time to, to step back from our businesses and this like go, go, go mentality because it becomes a business and you have to like have all the bottom line and all of those things that happen, we've able, been able to come back to that heart space and be like, why did I start travel in the first place? Why did I need to show other people what was out there? And so I feel like that ties into this regenerative practice of and purpose. And so I just really have this big grand vision for what tourism gets to be after this time and space. And I'm grateful for operators like you who have been doing that all along, but I, I just think that we are really poised for the need for this type of service. Yeah, no, it's a pivotal time. I mean, I, we've all used the word pivot during the pandemic, but I, I think that the, um, you know, people are in this, you know, in, during quarantine, reconnecting to themselves and the earth and, and, you know, gardening and all this and recognizing, you know, what, what re is restorative to them as individuals. And then how, how can you do that on a more collective level, right? And certainly uh, tours of tourist activities aligned around those things are, you know, a natural kind of segue into when our world opens back up, you know, you know, how do you maintain that heart space and move move forward in this world? Um, so, um, and, and, you know, there's, um, in the aftermath of this pandemic, or even even now as destinations are opening up, it's, it's an opportunity to really support the local, local people and your own destination as well. I mean, so many travelers are staying locally and recognizing where to put their, their money right now and where, how to support their local businesses and their communities and all that. So I think tourism's, you know, it's going to be so important to the recovery of our, our economies worldwide. Yeah, 
I, I think that that has been very interesting to see because I know for me, when I think about travel, I want it, I always think about going somewhere far away. And we are seeing that kind of family travel, road trips, um, return to this kind of idyllic notion of exploring the United States and uh, national parks and all of that kind of, of thing. And, um, and then, you, then you bring in sustainability and community-based tourism, which I don't usually think about when I'm traveling here. I'm totally taking that for granted. Um, I'm very intentional about that when I'm headed to Peru or Guatemala or wherever I'm headed. Um, so I, I loved, I know that you created uh, just recently a, a tour in Seattle that was really bringing those pillars into that experience. Uh, can you share a little bit about that and the um, Impact Travel Alliance and um, some of the work that you're doing locally? Um, yeah, actually, good seg segue. Um, so in the year of sustainable tourism was 2017, United Nations uh, Year of Sustainable Tourism. And um, we had uh, Global Family Travels that brought Impact Travel Alliance, a chapter to Greater Seattle. Um, and it was really at the time to educate the industry more about how can we, you know, use tourism as a way to support local communities. And Seattle has a big homelessness problem. So we were trying to look at uh, how we could uh, alleviate some of that through tourist activities. And Impact Travel now actually focuses on educating travelers worldwide how to um, travel uh, consciously and sustainably and all of that. So um, we had, uh, at the, in 2017, created a number of tours, you know, partnering with indigenous communities and uh, the Pike Place Market Foundation, you know, the, the history of the market and the community there that they support. Um, fast forward to the pandemic, and um, we um, actually decided to create some outdoor adventures, um, you know, COVID safe, friendly <laughs> adventures, um, aligning, you know, around our learn, serve, and immerse travel pillars. Um, and they're on our website, but I can talk about a couple of them. And one of them was actually a, a regenerative uh, um, example. So it would be fun to share. Um, we partner with the uh, the Black Farmers Collective in Seattle, and they have a couple of community farms. And basically uh, looking at how you can preserve um, food sovereignty and, um, you know, allowing uh, community members to come and grow food that you might not find in the grocery stores here locally. And also just uh, connecting back to the earth. And so there's a, like a little uh, farm called Yes Farm in Seattle where we, we partnered with them. The black farmers to bring in some um, uh, some uh, tours. We're doing, or we'll be doing more of this in in the spring. But um, the uh, the organization is really really amazing. It's in a, a part of Seattle where there's um, um, low income housing. So really looking at how people you know, who don't have access to growing a little garden in their backyard, you know, can come and grow grow some food. Um, so uh, it's it's really a lovely. Um, experience and um, just I, I learned so much this summer with three interns doing a lot of history around Seattle's um, how Seattle was settled and the um, indigenous uh, wisdom and all of the how our land and waterways changed as a result of some of the um, you know the search for timber and coal to get them out out and trade so uh, we're actually creating um, another another trip around uh, Lake Union on by line bike you know a little scavenger hunt around a coloring book theme and um, some other some other tours like that so that gives families the opportunity to explore and support businesses in in our own backyard here um, I love so much of that and what kind of kept coming to mind for me is how much um, travel and tourism, especially um, how I approach it, is about really storytelling and uncovering the stories of the land and the people where you are. And I think that's where the richness comes in. And again, we're really good, I think, at looking for that when we're somewhere else, because we're, we're expecting to learn something new. And we're expecting to have our lives enriched by this culture and these experiences. And um, we often overlook it in our backyard. And so I, I love that idea. Um, I lived in Seattle for a long time. And um, 
it wasn't until I'd been there for quite a while that I really did start thinking about, you know, the indigenous culture in that area and uh, what what did it look like here years ago? Um, how have things changed? And so it's that story and that magic. And so mm -hmm. I love that that's coming into play with that picture that you're painting through these experiences. Yeah, it's been really fun. And uh, we're actually putting together week-long packages for the spring and summer that will, you know, come to Seattle, do a few of these, what we call community-based tours, mm -hmm. and then go um, explore the wilderness, you know, go to the Olympic Peninsula, Mount St. Helen, uh, do some hiking, biking. So there's so much beauty here. And um, certainly, you know, we can um, step outside of our own comfort zone in our own backyard, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I think this is such a, again, just an, a real growing period for this industry. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of people focus on travel in the United States. Um, I just happen to typically know people who are creating these international experiences and international global or community-based tourism experiences. But um, I, I just love that idea of opening it up more in the United States. And and that we can have that impact here too, because it does come up when people talk to me about the work I do or colleagues, you know, there's so much, so many people and so many communities that need support here too. Why are you really focused on Africa or South America? And it's because <clears throat> that's just where my heart is. And there's people whose hearts lie in doing that work here, but it's really nice to kind of find this bridge between those two mm -hmm. pieces. Yeah, it's been fun. So yeah, I'm excited to um, expand that next year too. So, And you mentioned the, um, the United Nations uh, Sustainable Tourism Goals and how you focus on that. And I really love the strong statement of just this overarching theme of um, eradicating poverty, which you know, is only a, like, you know, a small task. <laughs> it seems impossible. Um, but I love these pillars. And if you wouldn't mind just bringing in a little bit um, how that has worked in your business and how you've created action items in that direction. Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, you know, the, Seattle has a lot of nonprofits. And so we, um, you know, uh, have just because we started working originally with a school in the Himalayas recognized the importance of education in our world and especially you know when we travel um, you know we recognize some of the disparities in the world <laughs> that you know we have a lot of freedom in our country and, and then we go somewhere and recognize you know girls don't always get educated to the extent that that um, boys do in some countries and so you know we partnered with an organization that um, supports girls education in India and have done um, some donor trips uh, for them to kind of showcase the work that they do um, and visiting the schools and the, you know the the donors that, that the donors support um, that's that's one example um, we're doing a trip to Bali actually my last trip before the pandemic uh, was to Bali and we um, I went on I did a, a, a shorter version of this trip but I learned serving Merce in Bali where uh, we're looking at the uh, the challenges to clean water access to clean water and partnering with a lot of nonprofits there around life underwater and uh, clean water and sanitation which are two of the global goals mm -hmm. and um, and also quality education too so there's a lot of really uh, rich experiences uh, woven into that you know you can go to bali and visit the beach it's a beautiful island but it's also quite magical and there's so many uh, people doing amazing amazing work there so looking at engaging in the culture and and supporting some of those community challenges um, that's another another example mm -hmm. that i could go on and on <laughs> so, i mean i'm happy to because this is my happy space as well and i just think it's so important and uh, i think for people like you and i this this is something we're thinking about all the time. So I think we almost have this feeling like everybody else is thinking about it all the time and they aren't, which I have found as I go to other, you know, larger travel events and realize that I might be one of very few vendors having these conversations with people looking at travel. And so it's part of why I created Soul of Travel is I really wanted to showcase people who are doing this work with their businesses and who are using travel as this real vehicle for impact. So um, I think it's so important and I'm really grateful for you sharing your experiences and, and how you do bring this to your business. Um, 
I interestingly, one of the, my second to the last trip before I wasn't traveling was to Bali as well. Oh. And, um, it was really magical. I felt like the minute I landed, I landed in this, like this magic bubble. Like it just was the energy and the spirit of that destination is is really is palpable like yeah and the people live that whole hindu and animism it's just uh, it's it is really magical to especially you know that like going we went to the local banjars and you know learned how to play the instruments that they they play there and, and uh, uh, made some batik and just really did some so many cool immersive experiences um I actually went to Ladakh right before uh, Bali, and there's there's a lot of similarities. Uh, they're both very spiritual places, and the people really honor um, the traditions. and 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 I feel like those some of those destinations that are quite soulful um, are amazing ones to learn from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think it's again it's a lot of people think of Bali and they just think of beaches and the the escape and this kind of romantic picture in their mind of what a destination might be like and what that destination is and um to be honest that's how i knew it before i went there as well and um it just became so much richer so i, I just love that process of travel of of what it does for us and how it allows us to see the world and um, one of my favorite things to talk about with people on the show is what was one of your most transformative travel experiences or, or how did you know this is how you wanted to spend your life working and, and sharing the world with others? Yeah, well, I'll start with your second question first to her answer that because I, I grew up actually traveling the world with my own family. My dad was in foreign service and from the age of six months, you know, lived in Germany and mostly in Europe, but Taiwan and Turkey and, you know, just went to international schools and um, actually went to a French school. And so travel really shaped me as a, as a person. And it, I, I just get itchy feet <laughs> every like six months or well, what I need, need to do something um, big. But um, having children satisfied that for a little bit. And then afterwards, I, I recognized, you know, I was working in the corporate world and, and I, I also worked, uh, I have an anthropology degree and worked in the international development world. So some of the, the educational background and the travel background really kind of made me realize, you know, I really am not doing what I, what I, I feel my purpose is. And I, I, I love connecting people. I recognize people's, you know, like that, oh, this person has with this in common with this person, they need to meet. And so I have somehow managed to do that on a global scale, <laughs> you know, reconnecting to nonprofits and, and people and globally. And I have to say, um, Christine, that developing global family travels was almost a spiritual experience for me in the sense that um, I was in a group of women and a friend of mine was writing a book, Finding purpose, uh, Soulful Work, Purposeful Work. And we all sort of had to set our intentions. And I was at a, a a pivotal point in my career. And I was taking an online photography course and there were so many travel photography classes. And I was like, oh, I wanna do that. But with young kids, how do I do that? And then I was like, a little light bulb went on. I was like, I, I could create my own company. <laughs> and so be careful what you wish for. Uh, so I shared that in my little power of intention, you know, soulful group. And they were like, oh, great idea. You know, creating you know, trips for families of young kids to go and experience the world and kind of, you know, go travel with purpose. And then all of a sudden, the universe just lit up <laughs> and all things India came flying at me. Um, you know, just I, I could go into this. It's a very long story, but that's sort of how it evolved. A friend of mine who is now a Buddhist nun, uh, she, she's a college friend of mine. She was on the board of the school in the Himalayas and I shared my idea with her and I said, look, him, and she's the one we did the village cleanup with. Um, so that, that's how it all got started. And then slowly have added other destinations on and looking at, you know, connecting with other people. But it's interesting how something will show up and it'll give you a nudge and, you know, and then, you know, okay, let's add this destination because this, uh, nonprofit partner in Nepal is helping to support uh, education for people with disabilities. And, you know, and so it's, it's evolved like that. And 
And so I'll answer your second, your first question now about the tr most transformative trip. And I actually have, I, I, I talk about Ladakh a lot just because it's a, um, a, a place of um, a lot of Tibetan refugees have gone and Buddhist, very Buddhist culture. And, and it actually became a new state of India uh, last year. And I actually was um, on a month long trip. That was the one that I ended up in Bali on the second half. But um, when was scouting out, meeting you know partners in India for some of our tours, and went to Ladakh, and um, there were, happened to be a conference called the Economics of Happiness Conference that was put on by a local local futures, which is an amazing organization, and so I, I went to that for a couple of days, and then um, the founder of the school that we work with, he's a, a Buddhist monk, a Rinpoche. He was invited to go to the um, inauguration, actually um, to commemorate the Ladakhs being a new state at, at a Buddhist monastery. So he invited me and the school principal to be his guests at this amazing um, celebration. It actually happened to be my birthday. <laughs> and I was the only foreigner, the only tourist there. I was not, not even a tourist. I was like, you know, just there. And it was just the most beautiful thing, you know, just watching the local dancing and, you know, uh, really celebrating this, this new state of India with, um, you know, many Buddhist, Buddhist monks and, and friends. So it was beautiful. It brings tears to my eyes sharing it with you. So. Thank you. Um, I think for me, um, travel has really become about magic and I totally understand that alignment and how things just start unwrapping and unfolding and presenting themselves and um, in business and as we travel I, I i've had certain trips where you you just kind of feel that like you just had to get there and the universe already had everything else planned for you and mm -hmm. sometimes it's really powerful and challenging or powerful and beautiful but there's all these things that you just like you just keep learning and growing on rapid fire. <laughs> and um, I, I, I yeah, just, interesting. I love that. Somebody told me, I mean, uh, told me that I would be using my anthropology degree and my uh, international development, as well as, you know, I have a master's in agricultural economics and reconnecting to, to the earth now. And, and just, I'm like, all of the, I studied all of those things for some higher purpose and it's all kind of meant to be, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Um, that's I actually just wrote that down that that is something that I have loved so much about these conversations is meeting so many people who on the surface if you just look at and I'm one of them if you look at the degrees and the things I've studied you're like where have you what if what are you doing like there's something here and there's something here and there's something here and then there's something here and then I go back there and um, it doesn't make sense on paper and then all of a sudden it just like falls in line. Like I actually had forgotten that I started as a journalism major in college and someone said, Oh, well my so-and-so is like, I didn't realize you were a journalist too. And I'm like, I'm not a journalist. They're like, well, you're doing all these interviews on soul of travel and you're doing these, that's, you know, you have this journalistic and I was investigating. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, that totally is falling into here. And I had forgotten that was a part of who I was, but in this community of travelers and a lot of the people I've interviewed, they, they have these just like these really intense passions and they follow them and um, wearing all these hats. And then all of a sudden it clicks and it becomes a thing where you're like, I don't know how uh, feminism, global photography, event planning and um, sustainability are going to come together. And then all of a sudden it just really makes sense. And yep. <laughs> I, I, I love seeing again, yep. that magic happen. <laughs> yep. That's and really um, the other thing that I think is really inspiring and, and especially focusing on voices of women in this industry, I think it's a hurdle that's overcome often is how do we live this purposeful life and often be a partner and a parent and have all these obligations. And um, I, I love seeing how, how that happens and how it, it it gets pulled into the fold. And I had the same moment, like, how am I going to do this with children? That's crazy. And then I just thought, 
well, I can create these mother and daughter travel experiences because I want them for my children. And I know there must be other parents craving that. And the first travel show I went to, I had all these things I was offering and every person who had that like really powerful connection to me or my business were people who wanted that mother and daughter travel experience. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just love how you shared that where we, we often think that might be the thing holding us back, but it really might be the thing that allows us to move forward. And yeah, and I think part of it was, you know, I, I knew I had, I was comfortable traveling because I did so with my own family as a child. So I didn't have, a lot of people have that first fear of that, I mean, a fear of that big first trip. I mean, um, you know, I have clients who are going to Costa Rica pretty soon and they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, not just with COVID, but just, it's like a big deal. And so navigating that with, with children and, you know, making sure you're safe and how do you also expose your kids to the beauty of the world and, and, you know, get, encourage them to get outside of their comfort zone and how they learn. So we, we kind of, you know, give people some journal prompts and some questions as you're traveling. And, and the important thing, I, I really feel like when people come back, you can't just, not like just end the trip there it's forever in your heart and i feel like the it's a privilege to travel and really sharing that that what you've learned even with just a friend or two or on social media um you know it's it's um something i feel like it's so important that storytelling piece um and you know kind of inspiring you know, your own children how you can be a global citizen and you know, my, we've gone and my son's played soccer in the slums in, of Mumbai and with, with school children and, and other places where, you know, there's, there's a lot of um, things, tools, the photography tool, the soccer ball tool, even if you don't speak the same language, um, you can use those to create those cross-cultural connections. You know, we, we built a, a soccer field that also is a community space in Nicaragua um, and, and played, you know, played soccer with the kids afterwards, but actually made, made that out of cement. And that was like another beautiful thing. So to see young kids engaging that, you know, from different cultures like that, it's, it's, uh, it's really a lovely, lovely thing to, you know, you help create those bonds with your own family when you travel too. And it's not just traveling you as a unit, you, you come back after the day and share your experiences together. And that I feel helps foster um, connection with your own family. Yeah, I, there are so many moments in that that I think are really, really important. Um, one, the idea of how children already see the world and then allowing them to connect while they're still in that space. It's really magic. Again, that's part of where, um, for me, early on in my travel career, I remember running into a colleague, which sounds weird, in Africa, but that happens when you're in this field, this industry, <laughs> you just ran, randomly run into people in Uganda. And they were there with, um, he was there with his children and we were in the slums visiting a project and seeing his children play with the children there was this moment of like brilliance in my mind that this is how I will parent. I didn't have children then, um, but I was like, this is how I want them to see the world because there was just this beautiful connection that was just pure. There was no layers that they were peeling back. They were just connecting as people to people, playing and playing. It, it, it was just really true and really beautiful. And, um, and then taking that up a notch, that's how I want to connect when I travel is just to share space with someone how they live, where they live without manufacturing something. Just that's why I love that idea of just picking up garbage together. All of a sudden you have these conversations, even if you're not speaking the language that really connect you and bring you into their lives and bring their life into yours. And, and then be, you become an advocate for them in your heart. You just, you, you just show up differently when you think about those places and um, it creates this, this web and this tapestry. That's, that's a transformative piece, really. I mean, it's in your heart and it's, you know, it's so important to share 
Yeah. And, and that's the other thing I wanted to acknowledge was the sharing, because I think in our culture, uh, we have such a limited window for travel. We hurry up and we get it done, you know, and then we come home and hopefully we unpack our suitcase. Maybe we don't, maybe we print the pictures, maybe we never do. And it's like so fleeting. And really the power is in kind of reconnecting to that experience. And so I love the idea of having journaling prompts. I do that too, where you can go back because you forget how you feel. You think you're not going to forget how you feel and you, you might forget. And there's things you overlook as you get back into your life. And, and then sharing that story, you ignite that dream for somebody else. They, they maybe never thought they could go to Costa Rica, but, but you did. And so that opens the door and gives them permission for that experience or to have that dream that maybe they were quieting. And um, so I think the storytelling and the reflecting and bringing the journey well past the day that you get back home um, is really important. So thank you for bringing that into the conversation. Yeah. Nowadays it's all, it's all happening virtually, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cultural conversations. <laughs> yeah. Um, which actually I've, I have been, again, if you want to look at these kind of magic things that have happened out of this time, um, with launching Soul of Travel, I've been able to connect with so many people I wouldn't have time to have mm -hmm. connected with, yourself included, and, um, and just really creating even more community, which initially I thought couldn't happen, um, but it really, really can. And so I think it's showing us other ways to bring these aspects of connection and transformation and, and social impact into our lives beyond travel. So I think that's valuable. Yeah, our world is certainly smaller right now. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> and more, connect, more connected in a sense. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just such an interesting dynamic. And I, I can't wait to be reflecting on it five years from when this yeah. is for many reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, Jennifer, I am, I am so grateful that you carved out the time for this conversation. I think that um, I learned so much and was inspired. Um, the last thing I have is just kind of a, a light space um, for some rapid fire questions, which I think is just a fun way for listeners to um, get to know you, get to know um, how people who live in the space of travel travel. Um, what is your favorite book or movie that offers you a travel escape or inspires you to adventure? Okay, so I am an avid reader of National Geographic. I you know, subscribe monthly and get my hard copy. Not many magazines come in my hand, but I just, I love, that's, I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, as far as inspiring travel, I, that's my, my, that's my go-to. Oh, that just painted this picture. I remember being really little and seeing the row of National Geographics at the library and picking them up and just thinking, what books are these? What are thinking they weren't real because it was so magical. And um, yeah, I had forgot about that moment. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> um, what is always in your suitcase? You know, I travel to places like India and Africa, so I have a, a good little medical bag of things, that, you know, kind of ailments for um, whatever, deli belly, other things that you might want to call it. But um, that's not something that, um, but yeah, I, just to, to keep sustainability at top of mind, um, you know, just been, when a water bottle comes back home with me after a long trip, I'm always like, okay, I, you know, did it. It's just, you know, making sure that um, I'm minimizing my, my footprint and not using plastic water bottles. Yeah. That's the one thing I encourage people to is um, no single use plastic on a trip and starting with the water bottle. I feel like that's a really great way. And then also um, I have a, a water purification bottle, which I'm sure you probably do too. I, I love that. It just, it's so empowering to know that you can have that. Yeah. Well, now they're making water bottles with the actual water filter, you know, in it, in it, which is amazing. You just, you know, so I give those to gifts um, as for my clients when they travel to places like that to through yeah. the water. Um, what has been your favorite destination? We talked about Bali, but I, I Ladakh lives in my heart. I have, I'm sure you've traveled to places where um, you know, you feel like you've been there before almost. And um mm -hmm. 
um, Ladakh, India is by far, I just, I, I miss it so much. I, you know, it's been over a year and I, I go every year. So it's, uh, uh, we have sponsored some school children there too. So we have sort of extended family in this little village and um, it's just a, a special place forever etched in my heart. Where do you still long to visit? I have to be honest, I had a trip to Peru schedule that I had to cancel this April, which um, I have not been to Peru yet. So that's, uh, that's um, high on my list. Um, and Colombia is another one too. So, um, Yeah, Peru, that has a piece of my heart. And actually, Colombia keeps coming onto my list as places that I'll be going soon. So maybe we'll cross paths there randomly. <laughs> Um, what do you eat that immediately connects you to a place you've been? It's maybe not what I eat. It's maybe the spices. Um, <laughs> so, turmeric and curries, you know, like I just, um, you know, the heart and soul of uh, global family travel started in India. So I, I love Indian food. <laughs> so that's reminds me a lot of, of the destination. Yeah, I love spices too, and they kind of remind me of like a souk or a spice market or a local market that that smell just really connects you. Mm -hmm. um, who was the person that inspired or encouraged you to set out and explore the world? My parents. <laughs> yeah. I have to thank, I have to thank them. Um, you know, they're um, they still love to travel, and um, they're you know in their late late seventies uh, and eighties, and uh, still. My mom tries to go on a trip every year or so with me. So uh, it's been beautiful kind of developing mom and daughter trips. Uh, like, like you just mentioned that we did a multi-generational one uh, with my, my daughter and my mom. So, mm -hmm. and a couple of other moms and daughters. Um, and so uh, just to have so many great memories of traveling as a family and yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. Um, if you could take an adventure with one person, fictional or real, past or alive, who would it be? Well, that's a good question. Um, I am just a big fan of His Holiness the Dalai Lama. And um, he smiles and he's just the most amazing, compassionate human being, you know, a living Buddha. And I think I just having time with him would be incredible on a trip. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for answering those with me. I think it, it just always uh, gives other people quick notes of inspiration as well. And again, for being here, I've really enjoyed connecting. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I'm so happy to connect with you. You can find more about the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourn community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here, you can find out more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can also find the Lotus Sojourns I Guide for Women, as well as my current book, Sojourn, offering an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns and join our community, the Lotus Sojourns Collective, or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or Soul of Travel Podcast. Join the Lotus Sojourns mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your story.